Join leading executives from ITV, Channel 4, Sky, Marks & Spencer, Heineken, and many more for a dedicated day of networking and panels at the Telecast Brand-Funded Entertainment Summit at Advertising Week Europe on Thursday the 16th of May at 180 Studios in London. Panel discussions will explore how to work with UK broadcasters in brand-funded entertainment, navigating the world of compliance, IP and distribution, creator partnerships, the future of digital branded content, brand-funded podcasts, and more. Delegate tickets are available now via telecast.com forward slash events at a very special discounted rate of £350 plus VAT which also grants delegates access to more than 100 sessions at the event over all three days from the 14th to the 16th of May. Join company presidents and CEOs, founders, futurists, influencers, agencies and execs from brands including Coca-Cola, TikTok, Google, Activision Blizzard, LinkedIn, Netflix and Deliveroo. Plus, celebrities including Drive Tribe's Richard Hammond and pop legends take that. Telecast Brand-Funded Entertainment Summit in association with 53 Degrees North Media at Advertising Week Europe on the 16th of May 2024. Get your tickets now at telecast.com forward slash events and level up your knowledge and contacts in the world of brand-funded entertainment. Telecast. Hi, I'm Justin Crosby and welcome to this week's Telecast. We're just four weeks away from this year's sunny side of the dock in La Rochelle, France. And on the show this week, I chat with Mathieu Bejot, Director of Strategy and Development at the International Documentary Industry's premier event to find out what delegates can expect at this year's edition. Welcome back to Telecast, Mathieu. How are you? Thank you, Justin. Good to be back. Thank you for having me again this year. Not at all. Well, I enjoyed last year's event so much that I'm keen to be back myself. But for those who haven't been to Sunnyside of the Dock in La Rochelle and haven't come across the event, can you give us an idea of the size and the scope and the objectives of the event? Well, Sunnyside of the Dock is a documentary market and market only. There's no festival attached to it, which makes it uh, very special if you look at the various industry events uh, dedicated to a documentary. Uh, Naturally, as a market, we have a a venue, uh, exhibition hall with uh, stands. The stands are held by producers, sales agents, broadcasters, a lot of uh, umbrella organizations representing international delegations or, or French regional delegations as well. Obviously, like any market, we have a whole range of uh, panels, sessions, workshops, pitching sessions as well. We'll talk about them later on, I think. Uh, networking activities, that's very uh, essential because bear in mind that although Sunnyside of the Dock is a market, uh, we try to be as, uh, as casual as possible. Sunnyside of the Dock is uh, hosted in uh, La Rochelle, France, a seaside uh, town on the west coast of France. Uh, it has a very charming and casual atmosphere. It's the, the end of June, June 19th to uh, 22nd. Usually the weather is beautiful. And that's really part and parcel of the um, Sunnyside experience. Uh, people are, you know, happy to get together, uh, coming from all walks of life and uh, different continents. We have about 2,000 people attending a good majority coming from Europe, but we have people coming from the Americas, from the Middle East, Africa, and from Asia as well, including a pretty large Chinese delegation, which will be back this year after uh, the three years of pandemic. 
of course, it's a market. It's very uh, business-oriented, but in a casual setting, let's say. And quite frankly, having a drink, a glass of rosé or some oysters with your peers, colleagues, clients, prospects is, you know, part of the game of coming to Sunnyside as well. The main conference area is situated right on the dock in La Rochelle. It's a, it's a really nice place to to be able to have meetings and seeing a lot of these, you know, co-production discussions going on because that's really key to the international documentary industry, isn't it? The aspect of uh, co-production. Absolutely. And uh, international co-production is really the uh, the DNA of uh, Sunny Side of the Dock. Uh, as I quickly mentioned, we have pitching sessions, which are one of the core activities uh, of Sunny Side, because we're really there to make sure that uh, producers can find international partners, either artistic partners, fellow producers in different countries, or of course, funders, uh, pre-sales, co-production. And we do offer seven pitching sessions. Uh, five in uh, specialist factual, the traditional categories of, you know, science, arts and culture, history, uh, wildlife, which we call nature and conservation to go more on the uh, environmental uh, issues and uh, global issues as well. And we have two specific pitching sessions this year, one dedicated to new voices for first and second time filmmakers and the other one to uh, impact campaign. There's three sort of key objectives as well aren't there that Sunnyside's built around can you talk us through those just to give us a really good indication of you know the purpose of Sunnyside so one of the main purposes which I just mentioned is uh, international co-production finding partners for international co-pro that's really one of the the key uh, objectives linked to that also helping with the distribution of completed programs we do have a high number of uh, sales agents attending and buyers as well so we're both on the international circulation of of programs as well as international co-pro I would say the second objective is also to give some ideas of the trends in the industry and to uh, accompany these trends and anticipate the, the changes that are taking place as well. And we do that through our, our sessions, workshops. We're at the market, so we try to be as, as concrete as possible. But obviously, our, our aim is really to give an idea of what's going on and anticipate some of the changes in the industry. And I would say the third objective is really to help professionals build a network. Sunnyside is a good place to, uh, first of all, see the people you're in touch with all year long and you work with, but also to expand your, your network. Uh, and we take good care of people who come from the first time. We want to make sure they feel welcome in the documentary industry. We want to make sure they find their place. But for us, all the, uh, the, the networking activities are really key because that's part and parcel of you know the international co-pro. It's impossible to do business if you don't know the people, if you don't trust the people, if you don't share the same vision. And in order to do that, you just have to meet and, and exchange. And that's a very important uh, part of uh, Sunnyside. What I found last year is the the documentary community, they're a pretty welcoming bunch, aren't they? It's a pretty friendly community that you foster over there on La Rochelle. Well, I think generally speaking, yeah, it's, it's a very friendly community because it's a very, uh, people who are in documentary are, are very committed. Uh, of course, there's all sorts and all ranges of, of documentaries, but usually you have people who are really committed, who have certain values, who believe in what they're doing. A lot of them are doing documentary because they want to uh, to be a kind of game changer. They want to influence people. They want to, uh, to show facts. It's quite important uh, in this day and age. And I think people are very, uh, yeah, very helpful towards each other. There's a spirit of a community, I would say. Let's talk about who's coming this year. I mean, obviously, you will have a 
a regular sort of hardcore of documentary channels and you know, commissioners and distribution companies and sales agents, as you say. But can you give us an idea of who are the major players that are going to be coming to Sunnyside this year? We cover uh, a fairly wide range of uh, decision makers, going from public uh, broadcasters, uh, which are still, you know, very important in, in documentary making. So coming from from you know all over Europe and, and the rest of the world as well. Obviously, our main uh, partners such as France Television and Arte, but also all the French broadcasters will be attending and doing some uh, presentations. But we have people, of course, from, from the BBC, from Channel 4 in the UK, from the German public broadcasters, from RAI, from uh, Italy, PBS in the US, uh, NHK from Japan. I won't name them all, but you know, m- most of our um, most, most of the public broadcasters will be there. Uh, obviously, private broadcasters as well, whether they are free TV, pay TV, specialty channels. Once again, covering a, a pretty wide range of countries, we do have platforms attending Sunnyside as well. Uh, from you know the the platform activities of traditional broadcasters, which is very important, of course, to the likes of uh, Netflix, which will be uh, hosting a, a session actually on on how to uh, to um, write and produce documentaries with the audience in mind. And I believe you've got a few NGOs coming along, and there's a focus on impact campaigns this year. We've already done some some uh, some focus on, on impact campaigns, but this year will be a particular uh, will, will be particularly strong, with actually two uh, dedicated uh, sessions. One is the um, impact campaign uh, pitching session, which is really aimed at helping producers who are looking for impact partners uh, to find some. And we will have some some NGOs, some foundations as well that can support impact campaigns. Interestingly enough, we also have the uh, impact producer from ABC in Australia. I think it's really one of the first broadcasters to have a full-time person dedicated to uh, impact campaigns. And we will also have a session on um, impact and uh, distribution because sometimes they are opposed and we think they're very complementary. We will have a a presentation of some of the NGOs attending the event just before the um, impact campaign pitching session. So when we're talking about impact campaigns, this is about bringing programming that's going to affect change, essentially. And this presumably is much more about eco-conscious issues, but probably not just that? No, not just that. I mean, eco obviously is very, very important. And we've seen many, many submissions uh, dealing with uh, with climate change and the impact of climate change and, and more generally about the, um, you know, the, the sustainable uh, goals of, of the United Nations. And we did a global pitch online on climate change in February. So the, the, the theme is uh, rightly so extremely prominent. But when we t- talk about impact, it could be, uh, it could be uh, social, uh, social issues. Uh, we have a, a, a very strong project coming from India, for instance, on the uh, the Me Too movement in India and the role of women in a very patriarchal society. We have a project which is called the Pickers on workers in, in Spain who make sure that you get, you know, fruits and veggies on your plate uh, uh, all year long and the way they are they are treated. Right, yeah. Okay, so it's not just environmental sustainability. It's the sustainability as a whole, essentially, as, a, as an overall uh, umbrella. Yes, right, definitely. And your overall theme this year, Mathieu, is, is around the audience isn't it is putting the audience in the spotlight and looking at audiences first as opposed to perhaps you know programming first tell us a bit about that 
Yes, we felt it was uh, high time to put viewers and audiences uh, in the center because, after all, I think everybody writes, develops, produces, and airs programs for an audience or for various uh, audiences. And we had the feeling that audiences maybe were not always the top priority in the uh, documentary world. Also, because traditionally, I think legacy broadcasters have their relationship with the audience, which means that producers and, and, and sales agents were maybe less inclined to, to think in terms of audiences. But with all the changes happening and with the, uh, the change in uh, behaviors of our audiences and the way people consume content uh, on platforms, we feel that uh, it's more and more crucial to know exactly who you're addressing and to know basically who's watching what and where and why. And therefore, we thought it's a good time to, uh, to go through some of the, uh, the burning issues in the industry, but always putting audiences in the center of these uh, reflections. To give you an example, we'll be dealing, of course, with younger audiences, people who are not watching linear TV on a TV set anymore, the, let's say, 18 to, uh, to 40 years old, uh, and trying to understand how to reach them, with what kind of storytelling, what formats, what uh, topics as well, who tells them stories, where to reach them. And we will have a dedicated session uh, on that with traditional broadcasters who also have their platforms, with uh, platforms, uh, there's one in France called uh, Brut, dedicated to uh, the 18 to 35 years old. We'll be looking at uh, serialized documentaries as well, which is a new way of reaching a broader audience, I would say, people who are used to uh, watching uh, a fiction serialized uh, series and which really changes the way documentaries are, are written today. So it's really the idea of trying to understand what makes the audience tick and how you reach this and how you broaden your, your audiences. And this is obviously reflective of a major change that's going on with a lot of producers and also other businesses within the TV industry and documentary industry as well going direct to consumer, which is not necessarily a skill that they've had before. You you mentioned earlier on, it, it's about changing businesses going from business to business to actually direct to consumer, which is a very different skill set, isn't it? It is, it is. And as you rightly point out, it's not necessarily something uh, producers or distributors have done in the past. But I think now you really have to think, yeah, B2C or at least B2B2C, but really include the, the C much more than than, uh, than ever before. And also, I think it has an impact on, on the way you, you're, you're dealing with it. And Hopefully, Justin will be working together on a session on, on producing uh, 360 content. I think more and more people are developing IPs and thinking from the beginning on how these IPs will be uh, adapted to different formats. And with the same idea, with the same universe, you can create a documentary, a drama, a podcast, an immersive uh, experience, a VR experience maybe. Why not uh, publish a book or having a, a, sh a live uh, show, for instance? So I think it really changes the way you write, develop uh, stories. It changes the, the, the business models as well. Uh, and that forces you to include, I think, the audience and the audiences, I would say, of these various adaptations much more than, than before. And obviously, social media platforms, you're getting live feedback essentially from your audience. And that's something that we've always you know, been speaking about in Telecast, the ability for a lot of digital first producers to test and learn and adapt to audiences feedback which is we mentioned earlier not really the gatekeeper to the audience has traditionally been the broadcaster but that's that's no longer the case and also the monetization of that content working across 
as you say, you know, lots of different mediums, not just social media platforms, but in the live environment, etc. So there's lots of different skill sets that producers have got to learn and, and adapt as they uh, as they go forward to create different types of content. So it's 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 going to be a fascinating discussion, and as well as all these different areas, we're also looking at this term XR, which is extended reality, which is a bit of a catch-all term for AR, VR and all the other sort of uh, immersive experiences. Tell us about how that's involved with Sunnyside this year. Well, that's very much involved. Sunnyside used to run a, a kind of parallel event called Pixie Festival, which was dedicated to uh, immersive content. There's a slight change this year because we're going to do Pixie Festival in the fall, at the end of October, as a B2C event only. And we're really 100% focusing on B2B uh, activities at Sunnyside in June. Uh, so including this um, uh, innovation and, and immersive uh, content. So the idea is really to bring um, uh, studios and production companies that are involved in all this uh, immersive content. And we take a very broad view. It can be uh, VR, it can be AR, it can be domes, uh, immersive content. We're really uh, including them all. I- I'd like to call them all the, the non-linear um, activities, which also include podcasts and stories developed for, for social platforms from, from YouTube to uh, TikTok and, and, and others. So th- they will have uh, dedicated uh, sessions once again, very hands-on because we are a market on the business models. We'll have some uh, some case studies. Uh, we'll have some uh, sessions on on uh, distribution of uh, and the business model of distributing uh, immersive content, which is still, you know, on a learning curve, I would say. And the idea is always to bring uh, production companies, to bring decision makers, to bring museums. That's a very strong point that we have at uh, at Sunnyside, uh, and it's interesting because museums cover both the linear and non-linear world. So there will be a session on new storytelling in museums, for instance, and how museums offer a different experience to their audience through immersive or, or digital content. And we'll have you know key museums such as the, the Met in New York, the Prado Museum, the Louvre Museum attending. So it's going to be very, very um, exciting. And the idea is, of course, to, to merge these two worlds of linear and non-linear uh, worlds, but also to have some specific activities for people involved in immersive content. And finally, looking back at perhaps more traditional documentary making, there's a focus on Australia, isn't there, this year, which is, you know, one of the key co-production partners globally of documentary content. Tell us about the focus on Australia. Yeah, I, I would actually call it a pre-focus. We will have a main focus on Australia in 2024, but we, we like to take a, lock, a long-term approach. So we, we're starting this year with a couple of sessions, one which will be very basic, how to work with Australia, with people from Screen Australia, from some of the uh, uh, state funding agencies as well, uh, with the two broadcasters, um, public broadcasters, um, SBS and ABC, and with uh, AIDC, which is the main uh, uh, event dedicated to documentary in, in Australia. Uh, so the idea is really, as you said, it's a main production partner to see what the uh, opportunities are, how, how it works, basically, what it entails to, uh, to co-produce with Australia. And we're really happy to see that. So we have, uh, I think, three Australian projects that have been selected in the uh, pitching sessions. And we will also have two uh, sessions, which we call Meet the Executives, with the two public broadcasters I mentioned, SBS and, uh, and ABC, with representatives coming from, from Australia. For us, this is really a, a kind of a 
a bit of teasing for the uh, the main focus which we'll organize next year uh, in 2022 australia was just coming out of uh, the pandemic and it was quite difficult for australians to travel so this year is really kind of a reopening the gates to uh, australian producers sales agents and broadcasters and um, this is a, a kind of prelude as i was saying to a, a bigger focus uh, next year talking about restrictions and travel that are that are now all but over with you mentioned that you've got a delegation coming from china how about asia the wider asia have you also got delegates coming from further afield outside china we'll have uh, as usual i would say a delegation from japan with a pretty strong representation from uh, from nhk uh, and it's great because last year there were just coming out of the pandemic so only a couple of people could attend and it was their first international trip in, in three years we now have uh, about a dozen people coming from nhk a few producers as well there's a few people coming from the rest of Asia, not strong delegations, I would have to say, but also because we are planning on uh, restarting an Asian side of the dock, probably towards the end of 2024. So we are talking to a lot of uh, people in Asia, whether it's uh, Southeast Asia, uh, China, of course, because we are planning on having this event in, in China. So having a strong Chinese delegation is also a way of sending a message that we will be back uh, in Asia and we are working on, on, on rebuilding these relationships. I have to admit that the situation for documentary makers in many countries in Asia is not that easy. Uh, you don't have too many broadcasters who actually finance production, so it's always very, very challenging to uh, to be on the, um, on the on the on the creative side of documentary in in Asia. Uh, but we see so many great stories. We have. Uh, quite a few uh, documentaries coming from from India. Two of them were selected for the um, impact pitching session, for instance. So we are really uh, really working on, on re rebuilding our, our relationships that have been, I mean, they've always been there, but uh, let's let's face it, the pandemic took a kind of toll on, on the uh, on the way people could uh, could meet for, for, the, for the last couple of years. So we're restarting that swing of the pendulum towards Asia. All right. Oh, well, I'll uh, look forward to hearing more and seeing more about that in La Rochelle in June. T give us the uh, dates, Matteo, for the dates of Sunnyside this year. June 19th to 22nd. Make sure you get there on the 19th because we'll have uh, an opening reception at the uh, Museum of Natural History in the gardens of the museum. It's going to be lots of fun. That's also part of uh, Sunnyside of the Dock. Networking is uh, is key, as I said before. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you, Matteo. Good luck with the event. I will see you in La Rochelle. Looking forward to that for the panel we're going to be uh, moderating. So all the best. I'll see you in a few weeks. Thank you, Justin. Looking forward to seeing you in a few weeks. Well, that's all for another week's show. As always, thanks a lot for listening. Telecast was edited by Ian Chambers and recorded in London. We'll see you again next week. Until then... Stay safe.